0: This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast sponsored by Chew.com promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. Basically, I'm giving you a boner for free. Give it a try. BlueChew.com, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. Today on the podcast, one of my friends, really, really funny comic, Brad Williams. That's right, Brad Williams. I'm going to be calling him in just a minute here. But I figured, why not do a little comedy from Brad Williams to get us started? All right, let's talk. Uh, tall fuckers, okay? Let's talk to
1: you, okay? And I say tall, and that includes anyone five foot and above, okay? You're tall to me, okay? Let's talk. Uh, there's something that I have an issue with that we need to discuss. Um, um, stop pissing in my urinal, okay? Stop pissing. Yes, my urinal. See, the men are laughing because they know what this is. Women are like, do you get a urinal? Yes, I have a urinal. In every bathroom. In the laugh bathroom there are two urinals that are they're, they're normal size and then there's one urinal that's way the fuck down here okay and that is my goddamn urinal okay that is my urinal. you do not piss in it that is that that that, that, that urinal is for me your, your your five-year-old nephew zachary and and and, 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 if, and if you're a guy who has a two-foot cock okay that's about it and, 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 and there's only like two black guys here so they can use it that's about it okay everyone else don't you? okay and I I have to talk about this because I was I was at an airport I was in the Chicago Airport I flew four hours from LA to Chicago I get out of the airplane I gotta take a pee break right so I'm running in the bathroom right and and there's seven urinals fuck yes seven urinals and then uh, there's only one of them being taken guess which one my fucking urinal okay my urinal, there's a guy. All of them are open. He's just standing in my urinal. And now i got to stand behind him and do my little dwarf piss dance. And I'm doing it like that. And people just walk in and they see a midget doing a little piss dance like this. And they just assume I'm casting a spell on him. And, <laughs> and I did not like that. So as I'm doing the dance, I, I kind of cleared my throat loudly. I was like, "Ah, ah, ahab, ahab. And he turned back and just, this, this was his exact face. He just turned back and went, no fucking way. <laughs> I should have I should have R. Kelly'd his leg. I should have R. kelly his leg. That's what I should have done. Next time, that's what I'm going to do. If I go in there and you're at my urinal, I'm pissing on your leg, okay? Okay, Yao Ming, I'm doing it. I know you're tall. I don't give a shit, okay? It's going to go in the middle of your knee pit. Don't give a fuck. All right, uh...
0: Hello sir. What's up Brad Williams? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> good
1: to hear your voice again, Ope. Oh, it really my. is.
0: It's good to hear your voice. Are you kidding me? I uh, I uh I don't see people, man. I'm uh I'm still <laughs> in kind of quarantine, but it, but it's kind of hard when you're just staring at the ocean and podcasting. So
1: Yeah, uh, no. I completely understand it. It's strange that yeah, you're saying that you don't see people. I mean, uh it's it, it's the point now. I literally had about a fifteen minute conversation with a telemarketer a few days ago, <laughs> just because somebody called and I'm like, oh, human interaction. This is great. Like, let's because like, I just kind of asked how their job was doing, like, at, like, w- like with quarantine, and we just went from there. And then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I should probably go check on my daughter.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I I laugh because I, I've done the same thing. We had a problem with cable, I think it was. I don't know. There's there been a few dumb problems, and then you're like, oh, my God, I got to call customer service. So I'm thinking we might as well make it fun. So yeah. uh, me and my wife, we were taking turns. We were kind of tag teaming this person because we really needed something done, and they just weren't cooperating. And then we decided to j- just start talking to them about 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you, oh you, you mean the show that saved my marriage during this quarantine? <laughs> oh, oh, really? You guys watch too? <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. Listen, I I understand that this is, a, this is a rough time for a lot of relationships. People are, you know, they're cooped up. Yeah. In some cases, they're in very small spaces, not a lot of chance to get, you know, and have some alone time, and you're kind of on top of each other. Uh, I get it. If that's you, if you're having any problems in your relationship – just turn on some 90 day fiance and you'll just feel so good about your partner. You'll just look over and be like, thank God. I got, thank God I have you and, and not the no neck guy.
0: You mean Ed and shoulders. I love Ed. <laughs> Ed and shoulders. I haven't heard that one. Ed I love it. Shoulders. And then it turns out he's all good and you can make fun of him and he don't care, man. Ed Ed is a rock star on Ninety Day Fiance. He might be my favorite man. I love the guy. There's
1: the one. Um, I'm not sure the name, but like she left New Jersey or something to be with a man who lives in Ethiopia. Uh, baby girl Lisa. <laughs> oh my god, I love it because and, and then and then she gets there and she's shocked that the accommodations are not up to her standards, and it's like it's yeah.
0: Ethiopia. The funny thing with Baby Girl Lisa. So it turns out she she called them the N word. So then oh. they so then they make believe that she was never on the show because they're doing all these other like kind of spin-offs and clip shows and whatnot and uh baby girl lisa is not on it because it, it turned out that in a fit of rage or something she called him the n word and of course in this oh. cancer culture po- politically correct <laughs> world we live in now the show's <laughs> no good and we got to get rid of it no one should see this i love that in this
1: day and age that when that when something goes wrong or you do or you do something wrong or You know something bad happens. It's not that we condemn you. It's not that we get mad at you. It's that we Joseph Stalin you, and we just and and we just erase you from society like you never gone with the wind. Yeah, never happened. Yeah, never happened. It 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 just doesn't exist anymore. Every now and then, an old movie or show will come on. Undoubtedly, five minutes in, I go, oh
0: well, this couldn't be made today. Yeah, of course. Uh, Blazing Blazing Saddles is the classic example. Blazing.
1: Yeah, no chance. Blazing Saddles, and one of the gr- one of the greatest comedies of all time. Yeah, no chance. Th- then you watch an old comedy special, like you'll watch a Richard Pryor special or an Eddie Murphy special, and you're like, "All right, this was one of the greatest things of all time." And now we can watch it and be like, "Ah, yeah, never show that again."
0: Well, the famous <laughs> one with Eddie Murphy was uh, was it Delirious, where he yeah, had the whole bit? Uh, was it Raw? He talks about uh, the gays and he uses the f word, and um, I think all comedy should be fine no matter what. But it does, sure. does make you a little uncomfortable listening listening to that bit in 2020. <laughs> oh yeah, it it, it
1: it does. He talks about a uh, how in New York, I think they don't have sirens; they just put a gay guy on top of the ambulance, <laughs> yeah, and then and then, then, he, then he starts wooing or something. I look at this stuff. The the same way in terms of sports, how some people compare like, oh, Babe Ruth was a better player than Mike Trout or Babe Ruth couldn't hit the pitching that Mike Trout could hit. Or, you know, Jordan's better than Bill Russell or when when people compare generational players, they they always say stuff like, well, yeah, but that was a different time. You have to do that with uh, with comedy and of course and, and, and with all these movies where you just say, hey. That was a different time. You know, we were, that was good then. It was awesome then. If you watched it now, maybe not. People would have questions. People might be offended, but then it was fine. And look how far we've come as a society. So, hey, great. Like, I don't see why it has to be like, no, this this never existed.
0: Yeah, why? uh, Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you're using logic there, Brad Williams. Sorry. I, I'm all about that, too. If it was fine for the time, I, now we're just talking about it. comedy and movies and basic fun culture. That's what I'm getting at. So yes. if, if it was fun for the time it, it came out, then why the hell is it? Such a problem now that you now have to go back and 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 uh, what uh, redo a wrong or something, and now that person should never work again because they found something he did a long time ago when when it was completely acceptable. It's crazy. Yeah. I, and it, it, I it, I just want to finish it, it, with Eddie Murphy because it's really funny. Oh she, yeah. So his early years there, well, not even his early years in his prime, he he uh, had a lot of gay material in it, and some would <laughs> think that he was against the you know the the gay community. And then it turns mm-hmm. out that uh, he was caught in an area helping a young lady because she was in distress, <laughs> and it turned out that this individual was a uh, what's the what's the word we're allowed to use today transgender
1: uh, transgender yes yes so it's, so it, yeah it's it's, you, ver-
0: you, it's you, very interesting how how some of that stuff plays out
1: if you think about it how progressive is that hey yeah I'll I'll make fun but then I'll support.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, how do you feel uh, as a comic with the whole cancel culture, and you have to worry every time you're on stage now because people are are recording your sets, trying to get you in trouble? Even though when you're yeah. working on these sets, maybe a word's wrong, and, and you're still honing the damn thing, but a raw version of it gets out there, and next thing you know, they want to cancel you from from comedy. <laughs> And they, yeah. and they ignore the fact that you're an actual performer and the person on stage, Brad Williams, is not the same person when he's not on stage trying to make you laugh.
1: Patrice O'Neill said this in a Fox News interview, and it's awesome. You have to defend the attempt. The intent that we have is to is to entertain. The intent we have is to is to make you laugh. Nothing comes out perfect the very first time. We yeah. have to try. We have to spitball. How comedy works is that you go like probably way too far. Maybe the audience groans and, and you go, Okay, well that's not really funny. So let me tone it back a little bit. And then and then you find that sweet spot where hey it's funny, it's maybe a little edgy, but it's not too hard, perfect. Yeah. Done. Yeah. That works. Yes. And and, and that and that's the process of it so you have to defend the attempt yeah you you can say like well that comedian should have known that that was not going to be no we don't we don't know there are there are things i've said on stage that i did not think was funny at all and the audience laughed and there are things that i've, I've said on stage that i thought were hilarious and yeah. it did, did not work We don't know. Uh, No comedian has a perfect batting average. So we're just throwing stuff out there and we're just trying to see what works and what entertains. Like no comedian is going on stage with the intent of like starting a revolution or a race (laughs) riot or, you know, like we're like, okay now we're going to go burn down the police. No, comedians should be judged. By ha ha or no ha ha, yeah. that is it. And, and then when a comic does a perfect joke for the time, then in ten years when the line moves, you can't go back to that comic and be like, "Hey, see, this one's over the line." It's like, yeah, but at the time, I was playing
0: with a completely different set of rules. I, I love what you're saying here, and it's really, really important, especially for the the youth of America. I'm starting to feel like <laughs> I'm starting to feel like my dad. Uh, Trying to tell the younger people how to act. But the job of a comedian, like you said, is to make you laugh, to catch you off guard, to say the things they're thinking, but they're not brave enough to say it. And of course, Mm -hmm. uh, to be funny, obviously, and uh, when people start like blurring the line and think just because you have some outrageous, maybe Black Lives Matter joke, let's say now they think you're a racist when they don't understand (laughs) that you're taking a tough topic and, and, you know, uh, turning it upside down and, and, and making uh, people laugh. That's, that's, that's the whole goal of comedy. And people forgot that. Some some of
1: the hardest laughs I've ever had in my life is when I was the most uncomfortable. Yes, yes. <laughs> and most of the criticism, of course, comes from people that haven't actually tried it or done it, or they or they don't know how hard it is. Yeah. And uh, so so like they just say like what all you gotta do is be funny. It's like eh. it's not wow. it's not like that because because if, if I go up on stage and there's no conflict in my jokes. If, if, if it's just, hey, I woke up, I looked next to me, I had my beautiful, wonderful, intelligent wife next to me, we both complimented each other, my uh, baby child woke up very naturally, uh, poops on her own, it's it, it's great, the dog is fantastic, and then I go to work, there, there's no conflict there, Yeah. there's no funny. Yeah. Now, if I do a joke about my wife and how like, oh, she says this thing and it pisses me off. Am I saying that, well, my wife is a horrible human being and I'm going to divorce or I'm going to do something worse? No, of course not. Right. But there has to be some sort of conflict for there to be some sort of humor.
0: There has to be a turn. 100%. There, 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 if you're going to mm. go after an outrageous topic, a uh, controversial topic, you better make sure it's funny. Right. Yes. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it, well, I, oh, and the other thing. Sorry, sorry. I I was distracted. And I'll tell you why I was distracted. I'm looking at the ocean. And as much ha- as I want to catch up with my friend Brad Williams, I just saw a guy run to his pole It bent all the way over. And I'm like, God, why am I not fishing right now? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was I my do- thought process as, as we're having this serious conversation. The other thing I did want to say was uh, Patrice O'Neill, because God, I love that guy. He yeah. uh, made me understand a million years ago, and I don't care, I've said this many times and I'll say it again, Uh, and it's a very important point about comedy, that you could take a topic very, very seriously and have passion for that. And also Mm. know how to make people laugh and make jokes about that. And I think people today are very confused by that. If you make some outrageous, let's say, oh, fuck it. You make some outrageous George Floyd joke. First of all, it better be really, really funny. (laughs) But it doesn't mean that you support the police and what happened to George Floyd. You Absolutely literally could not. be in a yeah. comedy club telling those jokes and catching people off guard and making them laugh over something that's really controversial. And then you could, uh, after your set, go on the streets and actually protest for Black Lives Matter. And most people don't understand that that's actually uh, possible.
1: I'm not one of these guys that says, like, oh, you have to like every crazy um controversial joke. People are allowed to not like it. But to think that, okay, some comic does a joke about George Floyd, maybe doesn't go that well, to think that that comic should now never work again oh, for the Christ. rest of his or her life, that's where I have the problem. Uh, where it's enough
0: like, right exactly. Because cancel yeah. culture is not real. You know that, right? And political correctness in general is not real. Most people don't even care about yeah. uh, the things that are being canceled, but what they do care is getting points for their tribe. Everyone goes into a tribe, and now it's like, what can we do to hurt the other tribes? But their yeah. personal feelings, I believe, in general... They're, they're not offended by half this stuff they're trying to get canceled.
1: No. If Bill Cosby was let out tomorrow yeah. and decided to do a show at a theater in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. it would sell out. And I, and I would go.
0: I could separate the two. <laughs> I think he's a big-time scumbag. But guess what? He came through Sirius XM and uh, he was in the green room. and uh, And the controversy, I do believe, already began. And Mm -hmm. guess what? Me, Jim Norton, and Bill Burr said, fuck that. I need a picture with Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he's a terrible human being, but I can separate the two. And it goes to your point that you made earlier. Okay, so Bill Cosby. I think he deserves to spend the rest of his uh, his life in jail, but I don't understand why they canceled the Cosby Show and everything that he ever did in his career, especially the Cosby yeah. Show, because there's some very, very, believe it or not, very good lessons that people could learn uh, from that show, and it could help uh, generations of people as as they watch TV and and uh, you know go through life. But they're like, nope. Now that we know this about him, everything he's ever done, we got to get it off TV because it might trigger somebody. <laughs>
1: you're not going to watch Gone with the Wind. You're not going to watch Bill Cosby. You're not going to listen to a Michael Jackson record yeah. unless you're looking for it, unless you're trying to find it. I'm right. I have. i I'm 36. I have trouble enough trying to find the damn Laker game. Like you like like you have to search for things. Yeah. We have so many
0: options nowadays. There there, there's
1: no reason to cancel anything because hell you can just go on YouTube and find it there anyway. Yeah
0: they should have a disclaimer with the Cosby show like we know he's a terrible person, (laughs) but boy is this show terrific. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But but really but really strong writing. You know what I mean? Just really strong writing.
0: I really believe that Michael Jackson's a pedophile. And, mm-hmm. But, man, does he have catchy songs that I'll still bop to.
1: They're they're real catchy. Did you hear about that story uh, when, like, the South Korean Soccer League came back and they had uh, sex dolls in the audience? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Hila- hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. And then
1: they said, like, oh, they have to apologize for having the sex dolls in the audience. I'm like... Who are they apologizing to? Right,
0: like what's what's the apology for? I know what the apology is, Brad. Uh, mm-hmm. We apologize that we still can't figure out how to make them look like women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, man, uh, I've I've said this joke on stage about this very topic, where yeah. I say like technically. Every doll is a sex doll if you yes. try hard
0: enough. Yes, you know? my, my pillow was a sex doll when I was growing up. <laughs> Are you kidding? And you roll up a couple, uh, you know, uh, socks, and boy, now you got boobies. <laughs> Too much information for everybody. I am sorry. I was uh, I was thirteen hey. years old, and I, I you know, what, what I was what was I going to do? You know, we didn't have, we didn't have porn on our phones, you bitches.
1: Yeah, no. I, I'll say this. I'm, I'm four foot four, so I could totally, I could totally hook up with a, uh, with a my size Barbie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, like is, exactly. Are you real are you really four four or are you pushing an inch or two there, Brad Williams?
1: Yeah, I lied about I mean, yeah, we all know men lie about a good two inches. Yeah so yeah,
0: yeah. there you go. All right, hold on for a second, Brad Williams. Go check on your daughter, okay? I got this. Speaking of two inches, if you only have two inches down there, it don't matter as long as it works, right? Right. That's why I want to introduce you to Blue Chew, bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, bluechew.com, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. Let's talk about something we could all use more of right now. Yes, yeah, sex, great sex. And you don't want to be using that pillow with the socks. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I actually admitted that, but uh, yeah, man, you know. Uh, desperate, uh, times, uh, calls for desperate measures. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I do know that there is a time man. wow, we boners all the time. Thus, then why the pillow and the socks that I uh, turn into boobies blue chew brings you the first chewable. With the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. It's prescribed online. You just go to bluechew.com, promo code O-P-I-E to try it for free. That's all you have to do, and it comes to your house in a discreet package because we all have the nosy neighbors. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code OP, OPIE. just pay $5 shipping. That's Blue, B-L-U-E, BlueChew.com, promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and of course we thank them for sponsoring the podcast all right brad williams hey by the way congratulations on the on the the daughter man and and thank you buddy and how long have you been married now uh i've been married
1: for uh coming up this october it'll be three years okay Uh, so, so so that's that's coming up fast and uh my daughter is seven months old and uh there is never a there is never a good time for a global pandemic but the fact that i've gotten to essentially stay home this entire time
0: and uh be
1: with her if i had to pick a time this would definitely be the time
0: i love being a father but man when my kids were seven months old like your daughter is and they're Mm -hmm. they're crying and we can't figure out why they're crying and and all hell's breaking loose in my house i looked at my wife i'm like ah i'd love to help (laughs) but i gotta go do the radio show and I, i i got my breaks I got my breaks. I'm sure there's yeah. times where you're like, oh my God, I oh God, I wish Columbus, Ohio would call so I could get back on the road. I, I need two <laughs> hey, days the, off. I, I need a sleep. I need sleep. Yeah. During this
1: global pandemic, I've done five weeks on the road. Wow. And I think that is why. That that because yeah. I need I needed those breaks where I just need to be like, okay. I need to sleep when I'm in my hotel room on the road. Yeah. I just kind of sit there in silence oh, and it's wow. wonderful.
0: <laughs> my wife used to call when the kids were young and you know we were still doing a little bit of traveling and she's like what are you mm-hmm. doing and I'm like I'm doing Absolutely nothing. And yeah. it was the greatest thing ever. It
1: was yeah, just, just to do awesome. nothing.
0: And to hear that silence, you're right, just complete silence. Uh, oh, it was awesome. You named your daughter uh, Elway, right? Yes, yes, I did. And, I did. And is it after the man? You're damn you're damn right. Oh my uh, god, I... you named your daughter after that rockhead? <laughs> Hopefully
1: she doesn't look like him. I'll take it if she doesn't look like. No, him, she's uh, adorable.
0: I've seen pictures that you've uh, posted. She's absolutely adorable, but I wow, yeah. you were that big of a Elway fan, huh?
1: He was it for me. The cri- the craziest part, it wasn't even my idea. It was my wife's idea. Huh. Uh like I like very traditional names. My my wife likes. She's kind of a hippie from San Francisco. She likes very unusual names. Like she was yelling stuff out. Like let's name her Persephone. And I'm like <laughs> oh you oh you mean Stephanie right? And she's like no Persephone. Yeah. And I'm like that's a that's a horrible idea. What is that? And she's like oh it's a it, it's a Greek goddess or something. And I'm like the goddess of what? Stupid fucking names. <laughs> like it was. And we're just going back and forth and we're arguing. And then she looks up on my wall. And I have a signed Elway jersey. And uh, she goes, huh, what about Elway? And I just like my gut reaction was, hell no, I'm not going to name my daughter after my favorite quarterback. That's lame. Yeah. But then I started but, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, you can call her Ellie, you know, Elway Williams. That's a cool sounding name. So uh, I, I, I thought, yeah, let's do it. And John knows, by the way. John knows.
0: Wow. That's so cool. First of all, it, it's a really good name. When you, when you can get the, 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 the visual of John Elway and his giant head out of your, out of your brain. Yeah. When, and I'm when, saying
1: when that to not...
0: a, and I'm saying that to a little person. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Elway yeah. has a
1: giant head. When you're not, when you're not thinking about the teeth, it, yeah. it, 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 it is a good name. Right. Uh <laughs> Even better. Absolutely. See, that's why you're, but, you know,
0: you're the comic. There you go. That's where. That's how I should have went. Very good.
1: There you go. Uh, she was born in January. And then uh, in December, I got a phone call from uh, the vice president of the John Elway car dealership company. He, he owns like five five car dealerships or something. And uh, they, they called me and said, hey, we're having our Christmas party. We hear you're a big fan and that you're a great comic. So do you, you want to come perform? At the christmas party john's gonna be there wow so i got to go and perform while like my childhood hero is staring at me uh in a suit that costs more than my house oh my and God. uh and, and just watch him laugh and i got to tell him yes i'm naming my daughter elway i said john just do me one favor like don't fuck up the name okay like like yes we are living in a time of cancel culture there 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 is some guy out there that's like this is my son i named him after my favorite comedian say hello cosby like that's <laughs> like that's a thing that, yeah. you, that you kind of have to worry about right. so i was like john just just please just don't <laughs> yeah that's funny
0: i saw that you posted online that he went to one of your shows recently right
1: that was last saturday uh oh. he uh, he came out to one of my shows in denver i texted him and said hey man i know it's a pandemic and i know the, fo- the football season is just getting underway, so I completely understand. But if you want to come out, I'm doing I'm doing my show, and he and he brought eight people and sat there, and then came back and said hi afterward. Social distancing, doing, doing all those things, but uh, it's it's unbelievable, and it's something that I I hope never gets uh, boring to me. The fact that I can text my childhood hero and that he responds—it's
0: insane. Is so cool! You weren't social distancing, Brad, as your friend. Be more careful. <laughs> I saw the I saw the group photo here. So although the germs to. might be flying over your head. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't think
1: dwarves can get it.
0: <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry.
1: People talk. And then those <laughs> right. freaking droplets right over my head. Oh, I'm no, fine. it's
0: raining. Coronavirus. No, I think it's even worse now that I think about it.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm wearing a hat.
0: Yeah. Uh, good for you, though. What? What um? What changed in you when you became a father?
1: I would say that now, like, things actually matter. Like now, I have to think about things not just for myself, but for someone else. And as a comic, like, I'll be honest, the comedian lifestyle is very is very selfish. You know, you sleep till whenever, you go up on stage, you hang out all night. Um, but now, like that, that can't happen. Like every Every decision I have to make now is now like, okay, how is this gonna affect how is this gonna affect my kid? Yeah, uh, we live in a great house right now. It, it, it's it's fantastic, but one of the reasons why I was able to afford a great house is because it's in a shitty school district. and now I gotta think to myself, oh man, I, I gotta move like I gotta move to a better school district where 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 she's got where she's got more opportunities so, yeah, that that kind of stuff happens.
0: Jim Brewer gave me the best—not uh, be, the best advice, but the best thing on uh, fatherhood. So mm-hmm. uh, he goes, "Oh, when uh, when you become a father, you're going to instantly realize that you can actually kill a human being." And I'm like, "Yeah," I go, "Bro, you're a fucking crazy, man! Right? I can't tell you how many times I walk around New York City with my kids, especially when they were younger." First of all, Mm -hmm. pointing out all the pedos for some reason, like a a switch goes on in your in your head and you can now see like everybody on the street much more clearer and you can pick out the people. And I bet you that my my batting average would be would be pretty damn good picking out these creeps. And you also realize, (laughs) holy fuck, Brewer was right.
1: Yeah, you that that's oh, man, that's smart.
0: Now, um, she's seven months old, right?
1: Seven months old tomorrow.
0: All right. So you only got, uh, I'll push it for you. You got about four months left because right now you got a corralled, right? You could watch her. You could do all sorts of things because you're like, okay, you're right there with that one toy. And I know you can't swallow that toy. So we're good for a while. And yeah. they start really moving and especially uh, walking. Oh, my. Your whole day is counting how many times you saved their life. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and you think you got your, your house child proof, and you realize there's always something, and they always find that something.
1: Yeah. It's um, exhausting. I'm, I have a little bit of an advantage because uh, my wife or my, uh, uh, my daughter is a dwarf so she's not going to be walking for a little while longer because uh the head the head's a little too big
0: so uh, now i feel I get... bad that i made that dumb joke earlier i'm sorry <laughs> i should have went with the fine. teeth and then we both would have laughed and it wouldn't have been uncomfortable <laughs> And but i feel like why why hold back with you we're friends and i ah uh, whatever <laughs>
1: don't but, worry about it but with, we're, we're good
0: but with that said in your lifetime brad you're what like 36 37 i think you're upper 30 37 37 37. Okay. 37 good call um so you've seen like the life of a little person uh change dramatically even in your lifetime right
1: yeah like we have a presence on tv and in movies that isn't just like the crazy person in the costume you know now it's like okay have yeah, a but- you have all these reality shows where there's where, where, where there's a bunch of little people just being themselves on it. You have uh, obviously obviously Peter Dinklage. You have guys like me out there doing stand up. Yep. There's more of a representation in uh, in the popular culture that's not just oh this is the this is the Oompa Loompa, or this is the Leprechaun or this right. is whatever. Right. So that's so that so that's pretty great. You know what? Oh you're my friend so I can tell you this story because it ties all the way in with the pandemic um, as I've gotten older my arms are very my arms are very small my back starts getting a little bad as, as as I get older I'm not as flexible as I used to be and oh I'm not gonna lie to you it's gotten a little harder for me to wipe my ass okay a <laughs> <laughs> little harder for me to wipe my ass you know I gotta do some yoga yeah I I got to do yoga right when I wake up in the morning so I can be flexible enough to wipe my ass. Okay. Right. But then the pandemic hits, right? And now what's the thing that everyone is fighting over during the pandemic? Toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah. Okay. One thing I did when I realized that, oh crap, like everyone's going to fight over toilet paper. I don't want to be that person is I just went on Amazon and I bought a bidet. Oh, I Beautiful. Bought, I bought a bidet, good for you. Bought a bidet, put it on the toilet. Oh my God, this, uh, where has this thing been all my life? This is the, (laughs) this is the
0: greatest, but but I always thought it made you kind of squishy back there after you were done though.
1: Mine's got, mine's got a fan.
0: Nice. (laughs) Real nice.
1: Mine's got a fan. Mine's got a heated seat. I got, I got the Mercedes Benz of bidets.
0: It's like spend money
1: on your TV, spend money on your mattress, spend money on, on your bidet
0: you came through our studio uh, a whole bunch of years ago i didn't even I, in my head i didn't even think that you were a little person any you know what i mean i didn't it, it didn't even cross my mind even yeah i'm looking at you but but maybe for a split second and 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 i was more than over that and yeah. in my lifetime, I fell in love with uh, Little People, Big World, and, and the Roloffs. But I got to yeah. be honest with you: when I first saw it, uh, I, that show's got to be on TV. Oh God, I don't even know at this point. Maybe fifteen years. I'm not yeah. going to lie. At first, it was on TLC, and TLC had a way of kind of bringing unusual people on on uh, on TV <laughs> and making believe that you know they had a story to tell when they knew that. It was, you know, people wanted to just kind of stare and sadly maybe point and laugh uh, back then, but I think oh, we, yeah. I, but I think yeah. we've come a long way. And now yeah. I watch Little People Big World and the Roloffs and I barely even think of them as little people at this point.
1: There you go. You've done it. And that is the point uh, when you reached w- whatever group you're in. Yeah, that is the point when you've reached true acceptance Thank when
0: you.
1: It, it's this weird thing that like the super woke people watch want nothing but to point out the differences and be aware of the differences. Right. And my mind as someone who has a very obvious difference is, yeah, but you want to know when you feel the best as someone who's different when no one's pointing it out, right. when you're just when you're just there and it's complete acceptance or you make a joke and then you stop open you go oh wait brad's a brad's a dwarf he may be pissed off at that joke the fact that that wasn't in your head before that you just made the joke
0: yeah perfect yeah.
1: acceptance that's the goal that because because that's how you are with your friends right so thousand percent agree
0: yeah i said thank you at the beginning of that because I've, I've preached for a group to have uh, complete acceptance in society. I think they uh, have to learn to not take themselves so seriously and also be able to take jokes yes. about, about their, about their group. Cause if you're joking about uh, other groups, you know, why, why can't we make jokes uh, uh, about yeah. you and your group? It doesn't mean that there's hate in our heart. I, I feel like there. that's when you get that acceptance. When, when, when it's okay to, to joke about it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. But I think we're a long way away from <laughs> that being accepted in society. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I think the vast majority of people don't think to that kind of extreme where at least the ones I've been around. Thank, thankfully i'm i'm going to comedy clubs a lot a lot of comedy clubs that's why people are going to comedy clubs is because that's like this place that they feel that they can finally go and finally hear a, a bad joke or an inappropriate joke or something that society de- deems offensive that's why that, yeah. that's why people are going there you have some people saying you know what fuck you it's funny i'm gonna watch i'm gonna laugh
0: <laughs> yeah oh bravo well said I didn't wow. know you were discovered at a Carlos Mencia show. Yeah. I, I had no idea, man. <laughs> yeah. So what you I were discovered? You, you were in the audience and how did he point you out? Father's Day weekend,
1: uh 2004. Uh and he was on stage and uh, it, it, it was at the Brea Improv. I brought I brought my dad to see him and uh he starts and Mencia's on stage and he starts making midget jokes. The audience on the other side of the comedy club, laughing. The audience that is sitting right around me, silent. Just dead quiet. Just like, (laughs) uh, I don't know. And they're great jokes. So I I laughed. It it, it was great. He stops and he tells the audience, like, why aren't you guys laughing at these jokes? Like, these are funny. I know these are funny jokes. And and he he just asks. He goes, what? Is one of them here? And... (laughs) I just raised my creepy little hand in the air, like, "Yeah, what's up, dude?" And uh, he called he called me up on the stage, and he wanted to talk to me. And uh, he asked me questions, and uh, I answered the questions. Uh, I answered the questions honestly. I didn't have jokes. I wasn't trying to be funny, but my answers got laughs from the audience, and that was the moment where I'm like, I'm doing this right i'm, I'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be a stand-up comic this is this is the greatest fucking feeling in the world
0: that's so cool i uh and i'm gonna tell you why carlos mencia is a great comic i i don't know your status with him these days but so yeah, joe, we text so joe rogan calls him out uh, famously and as well as joe rogan should have at the time uh yeah. for stealing people's jokes and all that and he went through mm-hmm. hell and back uh carlos mencia And fast forward a bunch of years, uh, me and Anthony are just fucking rock stars, and we're doing that comedy tour. uh, Oh, Traveling Virus. Yeah, Yeah. Traveling Virus in front of ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 people, outdoor shells. And uh, the people that were helping us you know book that thing they, they wanted to get Carl Menzia on one of the shows and we're like, oh boy, I don't know because you know Rogan was pretty vocal about it and our audience definitely embraced what R- Rogan had to say about that whole thing. So sure. um, I would have to say at the time our audience was not really fans of Carl Um yeah. but we uh, we got him on the show and, we'll, and we said, wow, this is gonna be really really interesting you know And it was yeah. time and- for his set and I think we even put him in the closing spot if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or close to it. Do you know this story? Oh, yeah, because uh, he called me right after it happened. <laughs> at the top. Okay, great. So he gets on stage... And he, it's intimidating. It's a tough spot. There's a lot of drunk people, a lot of hardcore o a fans, and they're not really supporting Carlos Mancilla. And they almost can't even believe that he's even on the bill because we have other big names. I'm not sure if Louis C.K. was at that particular show or Patrice O'Neill. Yes, I'm bragging a little mm. bit. Or Bill Burr. But these guys were all part of that virus uh, tour at the time. And I yeah. remember all the comics were peeking through the uh, the curtains because they were curious, like, how the fuck is he going to navigate Jeez. all of this controversy in front of these people? And they yeah. start booing kind of like the Bill Burr thing uh, in Philly. They weren't going to let, let Carlos Mencia do his thing, you know? And w- one joke after another, he's just funny as all hell, and he's just punching and punching and punching his way through it. And he was beyond hilarious where everyone was cheering and pretty much game a standing ovation. Not as big as the whole Bill Burr thing, which has become you know legendary, obviously, but in an sure. incredible set, in an incredible tough situation. And he tells his final joke, it gets a massive laugh, and you could see he just breathed a sigh of relief looks at the crowd and just throws the mic down hard like there you go motherfuckers <laughs> and walks off. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Uh a it's comic awesome. turning turning everybody around like that. So that's why he's a great comic cuz he was in a in a spot that was almost almost impossible and and he uh he got through it what did he say to you after that said i've never heard the other side of this
1: he just called me and i and i and i believe his first words were i'm gonna be okay because <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> i can only imagine the kind of the, the kind of relief that was going through his head at that uh uh at that point
0: yeah right on man god brad i miss you brother it's been way too Ew, long yeah.
1: I will say this, and I know, uh, I know, I've told you this, but uh, but for for your listeners, uh, back when you were on Sirius, there there was a time I was I was single, I was alone in New York, I was do I was doing shows, and it, and it was the weekend of my birthday, and I and I'm not even a big birthday guy, but when no one's acknowledging it, you're 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 just like, man, do I not matter? Do people not care? Yada yada, like all these thoughts are going in my head. I go to do, to do your radio show all of a sudden door bursts open, uh, all, all, all your sidekicks are like walking in with cakes and streamers and (laughs) all, all kinds of things. You guys celebrated my birthday. I didn't tell you about it. I didn't say it was my birthday and yeah, that was such a cool feeling and, uh, Thank you again for that man
0: oh no worries <laughs> know what the best part of that whole story is i remember because you're a comic you're you're looking around like okay where's the bit where's the joke you know you were prepared for the the twist and i'm like no man it's just your birthday and i I, (laughs) and we felt like why not celebrate his birthday he's away from home he's in new york and let's just do this and and then it was almost like a sigh of relief like oh okay there's no over-the-top gag that's about to happen we're just celebrating my birthday and and you know because i i i knew it would just add to the radio show and it would make you and everybody else kind of more festive as well and and, and and it worked man and we uh we had a good time man we bonded.
1: Once once I could start traveling a lot again, like how far are you away from New York? I know I know you're by the sea. You're 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 the old man in the sea now.
0: Oh no, look me up. I uh I'm just scared man. I mean we don't really go back to New York City and uh mm-hmm. we're debating uh leaving New York City but be- behind to be completely honest with you but Uh, New York is just scary to me, man. There's way more people, so when you're dealing with a pandemic, there's just so many more chances. It's almost impossible to keep away from people, and then you got even more attitudes in New York where people don't want to wear their mask because it's their freedom, it's their right. (laughs) Damn it! I mean, and you're like, all right, I understand that, but could you please, you know? uh, uh, Yeah, I'm worried. Here's
1: my thing. Here, here's my thing on the whole mask situation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What what I always have to think about that you could be wrong. You could be wrong. All right. No matter what your opinion is, you, you could be wrong. If the wear your mask people are are wrong, okay. We all looked kind of silly and we all wore masks and it wasn't a big deal, but we wore masks because we were trying not to kill each other. Yeah. Okay. If the I'm not wearing a mask people are wrong, people die. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so you just kind of well, you just have to you kind of you kind of got to look at it like okay if I'm wrong. Oh really? Uh, oh really, Brad? Why don't you tweak that statement right now and then spend <laughs> the next two days seeing everybody argue that simple fact. <laughs> I, I personally agree with you, but although will can argue that early on in this in this pandemic, I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, we're going to make the mask political. No, 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 let's not do that. We can make everything else political. Let's not make the mask political. And sure enough, yeah. as we record this, it's incredibly political. Yeah, uh, I don't know. man. We're just, <laughs> we're just so- dumb.
1: <laughs> we're all dumb. That's the thing. Nobody knows. No, every, every, everyone thinks they know. Everyone thinks like, "Oh, well, I read one article on one site, so I, so I, so I know what's happening." Dude, there was a kid uh, when when when, there, when everything was locked down. We all rushed to the stores and everything. I was I was in a grocery store, and a kid in a crowded grocery store just yelled at the top of his lungs. He pointed right at me and yelled, "Look what it did to him!"
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> See I'm no, still funny. Ca- I'm still careful, but that's kind of that's really funny. It's funny. He okay. thought that right. I, he oh he thought I was walking around yeah. at a confident six foot four, yeah, and then someone coughed on me and it was <laughs> I don't know, it was like <laughs> Super Mario get, getting hit by a Goomba. Oh, getting
0: squishy. Like yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, I I always like talking to you. Uh you're 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 one you're, you're one of the coolest guys that in this industry and you're a da- you're a damn professional and uh it, it's it's just always a pleasure my friend
0: oh uh, you know what we could keep this episode going Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure i'll just keep slurping it uh, oh, yes. yeah. why not it's uh thanks buddy i really appreciate that and uh you're okay too it's always awkward <laughs> to, to now have to uh no i i really like brad williams he's really funny his twitter's funny brad um anything else you want to promote by the way I'm on cameo man. Cameo is how I'm paying some fucking bills. So
1: go to cameo. And if you're you're not familiar with what the site is, it's where like you pay a celebrity to like give a shout out to a friend of yours or like wish him happy birthday or something like that, dude, some of the most creative things I've gotten. Uh, I had to tell someone's ex-girlfriend that her, that, uh, her pussy was stanky. That was fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's on cameo somewhere. That's, a, uh, that's yeah.
0: a that's an important service by the way. To, well done, to, right? Uh, I had one, my first girlfriend. Oh yeah? Oh, boy, was it bad. <laughs> uh, to, to this day when I'm fishing and low tide hits, I I'm triggered. Uh. I'm, I'm not even joking, dude. It was so so bad, and I was—I understand it, man. I was such—I I, I was such a newbie. I I truly thought every woman uh, smelled like that. That's how pathetic <laughs> I was. I've I've come
1: a you're long like, way. That, you're like that's what I have to do. That's what I have. That's what I have to endure every time I go down there. Oh yeah. boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, I would. I, yeah, yeah. I would be going south, as they say, and and I'd just be in tears, thinking. My friend said, "How oh, awesome this is." i don't understand but i found out how awesome it actually is there you go anyway well
1: done all right dj dj khaled you are not (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: there you go there you go
1: no matter what just be safe everybody whatever that is to you just 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 be safe
0: i i hear you loud and clear and congrats on uh, your daughter and your wife and everything else keep moving forward my friend thank you my friend i will Boo! 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 boob, 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 Boo! Boom! 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 boob, 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 Boo! 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 Boo!